Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of the Believe in Bengal podcast with yours truly, Solomon Wilcox. And right now, we're joined by a very special guest. Special, of course, um, in the fact that he's going to help us to understand what's going on with the injury to quarterback Joe Burrow. Um, Ex-NFL team doctor and NFL medical analyst, Dr. David Chow, is joining us on the show. Dr. Chow, welcome. Uh, help us to understand, Joe Burrow will undergo season-ending surgery um, to repair a torn ligament in his right throwing wrist. Tell us more about the injury. What is it exactly? Yeah, and I apologize for the voice. I, I am in Las Vegas. This is not a Vegas voice. I got the voice <laughs> yesterday before I came, I promise. My wife is the witness out here for F1. And, uh, you know, for reporting there, I can confirm they did practice last night despite the pothole or the, the water sewer main cap. And it was at three or four in the morning that they practiced. And it's a great view, but the cars are very loud. It's not a soundproof room. <laughs> well, but it's, it's quite all right. Here. It's quite okay. Tell us more about this uh, injury. Inquiry minds want to know what's what's going on here. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly it happened on the hit from Jadavion. He goes down, and our suspicion is it's the scapholunate ligament in the wrist. It's the worst-case scenario. It's not a piece of cartilage in his wrist. We knew it wasn't a wrist sprain. Now, I'm not banging on Zach Taylor for calling it a wrist sprain. Generically, you could say wrist sprain, just i.e. some sort of wrist injury, but it's not a sprain. It's a torn ligament. When you feel a pop, it's always more than just a sprain. And he felt a pop. And then on the next pass, what happens is both the bones, the scaphoid and the lunate bone that are held together by that ligament, shift and move. So the bones in his wrist move. And that's the pop that he felt. And that's why when he throws on the sideline, he feels the bones moving. So he is done, done for the season. He will need surgery. And even if the Bengals make it all the way to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow is not playing. But next year, no issues, I don't think. Yeah, um, and, and I went back and I looked at the tape when he threw the uh, touchdown pass. There was no contact on the play. He went in pain we saw it as you alluded to on the sideline where he he threw the ball and he buckled his knees buckled and he went down in what appeared to be excruciating pain so if there was this pre-existing injury i have to ask you why was maybe this injury not disclosed well i can tell you sure that a scapholunate ligament tear was not in joe burrow's wrist when he came off the plane that little whatever that black thing was, a compression sleeve or what, what iPad glove, whatever he says it was, that would not hold bones in place, okay? That would not. So he certainly had a new injury. Now, the NFL is going to investigate whether he should have been on the injury report, and they do that pretty routinely. Yeah. Pick up the phone, call the doctor. What did he have? Nothing? Okay. Athletic trainer, nothing? Okay. Show me your electronic medical records because you guys chart everything that he has nothing, you're in the clear. Oh, he had something, but it was minor, and you felt all along he could play. There was no ligament issue, whatever, you're in the clear. If there was a partial ligament tear in his wrist and they discover that, there will be fines. But that's jumping way far ahead. Most of the time, there's not. And Solomon, you played the game. You know that teams didn't travel three team positions 
five athletic trainers, a physical therapist for those two or three names on the injury report, right? I mean, you know that. I mean, there's a lot more guys that are banged up, especially in week 11. Dr. Chow, what kind of surgery is expected um, to repair this kind of injury? Well, it depends on how far ligament is torn. Hopefully it can be repaired primarily with suture and anchors and no grafts. He may have some pins in there temporarily to hold it to protect the repair. You're talking about at least a three-month recovery timeline. Uh, you know, you know, he could probably do something during OTAs. I had a training camp. I don't anticipate it to be an issue. But then again, Joe Burrow really kind of never does training camp and does great, right? <laughs> Absolutely. This is a guy that, uh, to your point, he's displayed tremendous courage throughout his career, played through some difficult spots. We've seen this guy get sacked nine times in a divisional playoff game and keep getting back up um, to play and to win. We saw him play on a on an injured calf to start the season. How was he able to play with this injury? Well, you know, Joe Burrow's amazing, right? I mean, yeah. if you think about his success, most people need to play in the preseason to get used to a system and team and have success. COVID took away one year. The ACL recovery took away a year. Yeah. The appendix took away a preseason. And this year it was the calf. So the man has never really done preseason, and he's done great. So he'll be ready for this preseason, but we'll see if he does anything. When it comes to repairing or recovering from this injury, what is the expected recovery time and what all goes into that process? Well, I think a four to six months of reliable recovery. So, I mean, that takes him out of any chance this year. But next year, Bengals fans, I don't really have any concerns. Well, uh, there was another injury that NFL fans want to know about. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't believe Joe Burrow is injury prone. Stop with that. Okay. He's, he's prone to injury because he's a quarterback and he gets hit and targeted. He is not injury prone. He plays a collision sport game. None of these injuries, wrist, appendix, calf, uh, ACL, are related to each other. It's not like anyone else get, getting the same hit would not be injured, and Joe Burrow is. So I do not believe he's injury prone. The position he plays makes him prone to injury, and he's had some bad luck. Oh, there's no doubt about it. This is not a um, what-if-you-get-hurt kind of league. This is a 100% injury league. You play long enough, you're going to get hurt. Even the great Tom Brady had an injury where he was knocked out for the rest of the season. We saw it happen multiple times in the career uh, for Aaron Rodgers. This is not the first time Aaron Rodgers was injured during the season and had season-ending surgery. Um, <laughs> you play long enough, it is going to happen. So we just have to understand that. That is the sport of football, particularly within the NFL. I want you to tell us more, if you know anything at all, Dr. Chow, about Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who was injured in the first quarter of this game. Uh, it was said to be an ankle injury. He's going to have season-ending surgery as well. What more can you tell us about that? He has the worst, worst type of high ankle injury. The ankle goes out, tears the ligaments, the syndesmosis, and then breaks the fibula. So his ankle joint, so he needs surgery to put it back together. And it's going to be very difficult for him to return this season. Perhaps if the Ravens can get to the Super Bowl, he might do a little something, but it's a long shot. And, you know, what about the hip drop tackle? What do you, as a former player, 
what's your stance on it? I have mine. Here's what I could say. Uh, I had to tackle people who are much bigger than me, who are much stronger than me, who are, who are much faster than me. Um, and, and Dick LeBeau would always say it's not about how we tackle. It's about our will to get a man on the ground. Jobs depend on it. your ability to get a man on the ground. It It's so hard and so difficult that unless you're attacking the neck or head area, I, I, you can't ever say that it's an intentional thing to injure a player while trying to tackle them, right? You're just trying to get the guy on the ground. Well, they've done so much to take the head and neck out of it, even in form tackling where we were taught to get the head out in front. Now, in order to do that, we got to go around the back, right? If you look at that play, uh, Luke Wilson came in from the from behind to tackle, right? And he's trying to, and you have to use your weight as a sack, as an anchor, to brought, to pull someone to the ground. That's called developing momentum, right? Mass, force, right? Equal velocity. So, <laughs> and so, I, I, it, there's nothing intentional about that. I do know that he had a couple of tackles in in this game that. One led to that kind of injury. One could have potentially led to another injury. We've seen it across the league where that kind of tackle is leading to more injuries. But I do believe it's about the theory of unintended consequences. Once we told defenders, take the head out of it, if you can go around the back of the player to get him on the ground, it would save you from a head injury and the, the guy you're tackling. This is what the consequences of that are. We're seeing less head injuries, right? Less concussions, but we're seeing more of these kind of injuries to the back of the legs. And so it's, I don't know that we're ever going to be able to legislate injury out of the game. In fact, I know that we won't, but I do think it's a byproduct of that. I think you're right. And there's no question hip drop tackles can cause injuries. Uh, Kenyon Drake talked about it when he was with the Vegas Raiders, when he ended his season, it was a hip drop tackle. We've seen it time and again. But what is Logan Wilson to do? You're right. Force equals mass times acceleration. He's his body mass in the acceleration of getting him down, to pulling him down on the ground. He's got him by the waist. If he doesn't do that, Mark Andrews scored. Down. If now, he doesn't if do he, that, he he won't have a job very long. I agree yeah. with you. But here's the deal: there's no question hip drop tackles mm-hmm. add danger. The question is, how does the league want to legislate it? And what is the answer? There's no question it adds danger. Yeah. It, and it can happen. This it can happen very easily. It's just, it is a part of the tackling mechanism. You would fundamentally change tackling football as we know it today. If you said yeah. you can't do that, because I could tell you right now. It's rarely, I can tell you, in, in, in most cases, rarely can you go in to get a guy on the ground and and, and and perform that act intentionally. It's just too hard. So, I mean, you'd have to be the equivalent of a martial arts expert um, to say, here's, I'm going to do it. Then I'm going to, I mean, because there's way too many times that when you're giving up that weight and trying to pull them to the ground, that they can slip out of your grasp and keep going. Um, and if the guy goes more willingly, um, it's only when they anchor their weight on that leg, and I'm talking the offensive player, to to resist the offensive and player pull out. Fight, break the tackle. Yeah, yeah he's trying to right. break the, the tackle. That, heightens, that yeah. heightens and almost ensure 
that that's the same way that Aaron Rodgers was hurt at the beginning of the year. He tried to pull out of it, tried to explode out of it. Bo Jackson, go back to his hip injury. He was trying to pull out of it. So his his force equaled greater velocity and greater stress on that part of the body, which contributed to the severity uh, of the injury. But uh, but I want to I want to go ahead and move forward because speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's saying now that he's going to come back and play. You're familiar with the Achilles tendon injury as well as the procedure to help get him back to to physical fitness. Where has medical technology gone in this area? Is there a chance that Aaron Rodgers could play toward the end of the season in December? There is a chance that he could play, and I've been saying it all. It has nothing, zero, to do with the speed bridge procedure. That procedure is well over a decade old, 15 years old. I've done it in the past. I've stopped doing it. It's not a bad procedure, but it isn't the procedure that's doing it. It's Aaron Rodgers' will, rehab, and also the fact that he's a quarterback and it's his lead leg. If he played the position you played, the chance is zero. If he played a, a cornerback, the chance is zero. If he was an offensive lineman, the chance is zero. Because it's his front leg as a quarterback, the push-off being the back leg, he has an outside chance. He's not even running yet. He's got to at least be able to run to escape the pocket, move around late December, maybe. Now, remember, early this season, the first question I got asked after Aaron Rodgers, and we saw it in game, and you're right, Leonard Floyd jumped on his back. He's trying to explode the whole deal. You've got it. On Pat McAfee, he said, will Aaron Rodgers ever play again? And I said, I guarantee it. I don't care that he's 40. But quarter step slow at the age of 40 is faster than Tom Brady at 45. Now nobody's even talking about next year. It's Kenny. That's how far we've come. And from the get-go, I said, there was an outside chance. The Jets have to make the playoffs. Zach Wilson has to get him there. Aaron Rodgers has to return well. A lot of things have to fall into place for it to happen. But it was always a snowball's chance, and the weather's getting a little bit colder, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple more questions before we get you out of here, Dr. Chow. Thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast. We've now seen 10 rookie quarterbacks start games during the 2023 season. We still have seven games left to play during the regular season. And we've seen 12 teams right now who've had to use multiple quarterbacks just to make it through the season. The Cincinnati Bengals moving forward will become the 13th team to use more than one quarterback so far to get through this regular season. We've seen Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, um, Daniel Jones, the list goes on and on, including Aaron Rodgers. Um, what's the concern? What are you hearing about what more maybe could be done to protect the quarterbacks? They're already doing a whole lot to get that done. Uh, yeah, the league's doing what they can, but here's the thing. With Browning for the Bengals getting the next start, that will be the 50th quarterback, 5-0, new starting quarterback for the season. The all-time record is 66 we still might get there because you know what happens late in the season if your team's out of it. Let's try this guy. Let's try this guy. Let's try this guy. We haven't even gotten to those yet. So, yeah, there may be a record this year. Yeah, you got teams like the Cleveland Browns um, and even the New York Jets who are now quarterback number three. Uh, as we recall last year, uh, the 49ers uh, end up using four quarterbacks uh, and really ran out in the NFC championship game. So, I know the league is constantly trying to do more to make sure that they have better resources, more bodies at the quarterback position. It seems like we're going to um, have to maybe tweak the rules a little bit more to help teams 
get through a season and help these quarterbacks to get through a full season healthy. Uh, Dr. Chow, all the best to you. I know people can find you on Twitter or on X by going to at ProFootballDoc. Uh, that's where they can find you. Great information there. You're always giving us great content and great information. We appreciate you uh, greatly. Thanks for joining us on the show. And, and uh, sport, the Sports Injury Central podcast on the Believe Network, too. Uh, and thanks for tolerating the voice. I promise you it happened before I got here. Hey, hey, you're a doctor and you're playing hurt. I would expect nothing less of you. <laughs> Take care. All right. Thanks, Solomon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.